Welcome to Beyond the Data, a podcast produced by Rails. I'm your host, Jamie Vinkel. This podcast is about fintech, and as the title alludes to, the people beyond the data. In this podcast, we'll bring in industry experts from FIs, fintechs, people from customer success, to engineers, and everyone in between, so we can learn as much as possible about this industry and grow together. In this week's episode, we're chatting about financial forecasting. I'll let our two guests introduce themselves. Sure. Uh, so my name is Pasha Zabri, and I am the Director of Data Science uh, here at, at, at Rails. Hello, my name is Krisafi Tsukalas. I work as a Senior Quantitative Developer at Rails. Today we're focusing in on financial forecasting. So why did we decide to make this part of our product offering or, or a, a key feature uh, within the Rails platform? Uh, you know, Jamie, the the uh, space in which we operate um, is vast, uh, complex, multidimensional, and um, because of this, uh, the the data that um, you know one would come across in in, in this in this uh, particular industry uh, can be very messy. It can be very messy, uh, inconsistent, and oftentimes um, not reliable. Um, and so, you know, it's one thing to be able to take this this data and massage it into uh, something uh, that um, is is clean and usable, uh, but it's it's an entirely different different ball game uh, when it comes time to actually making sense of that data. It's not enough to 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 gather. Um, it's not enough to gather data. It's not enough to sit on top of you know, uh, mountains and mountains of data. Um, when um, uh, you know, when 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 uh, you know, nothing uh, nothing informative can uh, can come from it because ultimately, what you're wanting to do is is influence uh, the the decision making process that happens at the the operational business uh, levels um, in order to be able to do what you do and do it better and ultimately provide um, a higher quality. Um, uh, product um, for the 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 end user, mm. and uh, and and so 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 yeah. So this this that's why um, this is such an important tool um, within our tool set. Yeah. And to add to that, I mean, I think there is also the element of um, it's it's kind of when a person has. Uh, accounting data let's say database and we say okay we can provide financial statements um the immediate question that the person would ask would be can we also get forecasts for these financial statements like is it is it is there a way to forecast in the future that particular uh item because usually a person knows that when you have a pool of historical data then perhaps there might be a way to model a forecast out of it so it's also a question that comes in with uh, the fact that we have all this uh, all this data accumulated, if I'm thinking about what maybe a more traditional or old school variation of of uh, financial forecasting, what that looks like, and uh, I don't want to dive into much about any of like our trade secrets or anything like that, of course. But from a high level, how might how might like well, how what makes it different? What we do based on you know the the financial forecasting of yesteryear. I assume 
and what from what I have seen so far in my experience about what uh, usually FIs or other companies that try to forecast financial statements implement, our approach um, is a bit more holistic in terms of the information that it simulates. Um, it might have a lot of different models that they are trying to be combined, and we are combining them in an order that we're trying to take out the noise of each individual model and try to distill only the valuable information out of it. So I would say, because we have the, um, the normalized data, we can construct different models and get the information that we want out of them. At a very, at like a high level, like how does this, and we've talked a little bit about it, but if there's anything else that comes to mind about how this can benefit financial institutions and uh, and what they do day to day and, and what the real value is to them if uh, using, you know, our uh, Rails financial forecasting models. A number of really young businesses uh, that um, have only been in operation for, you know, a few months. And so there's this, this what we call sparsity of data, very limited um historical information in terms of their their uh, their accounting financials um, and then within that same within that same um, uh, you know world you, you have the really mature businesses that have been around for uh, a number of years um, and so this uh, you know ultimately can can produce uh, some some uh, you know prob uh, problematic uh, you know inconsistencies in the way that that um, um, uh, you're able to capture um, uh, insight pertaining to seasonality and trends uh, within uh, the, uh, the the financials of a given business within a, a given sector. Now, what this means uh, from the perspective of a financial institution, especially from a uh, from a lending perspective, is that you know imagine that that um, uh, you know you are wanting to qualify um, a, a you know a basket of you know, a portfolio of, of, of companies, of businesses um, uh, for, you know, for, for, uh, for uh, lending purposes. And, and one of the things, the, the things that you're wanting to understand is, well, there are two things. The, the first having to do with uh, the, um, uh, the, the, the current uh, financial position of, of, of that company, but also how this, this, uh, this particular uh, business um, and ultimately, its 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 product is going to evolve throughout time. Let's say I I start Jamie's Clothing Company, and it's a brand new company. I'm I'm two quarters in, you know, six months down the line, uh, but I'm absolutely crushing it, just doing awesome. And it sounds like, in a more traditional sense, uh, a financial institution might say, "Hey, you're doing great, but you've only got six months of of financials to work with here. We don't want to take on the risk of providing you a loan." To help grow your business but with our with our approach we could say well you know what if we're putting you in this small medium-sized business if we're putting you in the clothing segment and we can see that you're absolutely are crushing it against competitors against what the norm is for this segment uh, maybe with this information and this ability to forecast a financial institution uh, might be more apt to take a bit of a risk on a company that seems to be doing very well and thriving you hit the nail on the head there that, that, that um, for, for businesses that young, they benefit greatly uh, from, from being analyzed uh, within uh, the, the, the cluster of their cohorts uh, within a given sector. Um, and, and certainly uh, we have tools that, um, that account for this uh, when um, we're producing uh, business valuations on a, given, on, a, on a given business. 
seeing a company how it performs in conjunction with other companies and having those benchmark and or reference point with its cohort if you want um definitely helps a lot uh when an fi is trying to lend to a company because like you said your your clothing company might be crossing it but there were other companies that were also crossing it in the past and maybe they didn't succeed so mm, they also yeah. have this type of information to see okay maybe there is something different about your company and it's beneficial for us to learn to you so um right there is also this this context that the data provide when you look at them from a class or perspective is there any different um benefits that this might offer for uh, like a startup fintech or a, a really small startup that's just kind of getting into uh this side of things is there any any different benefits or is it is it similar to what might um be uh the benefits that you know like an rbc for example i think the benefits there are are much more um product centric or i would want further to say um customer centric um, and so the tools that um, you know we're able to provide uh, to um, a, a startup um, or a business of that size um, is ultimately going to uh, provide them with the actionable insight uh, that uh, that they can then uh, absorb uh, to to create either a better user experience. Um, a, to, to be able to own, own their, their, their product, their own product offering um, to, uh, to produce a more, more um, uh, you know, targeted uh, service uh, for their end users. And, um, you know, ulti ultimately, um, you know, allow them to, um, like I mentioned earlier, to do what they do and do it better. Um, oftentimes, you know, the, uh, smaller um, uh, operations, uh, you know, startups and, and, and what have you, <clears throat> don't necessarily have the internal resources to do this on their own. And, and so outsourcing is a much more cost-effective way of making sense um, of that gold mine of, of uh, you know, business data that they, or user data that they're sitting on. Anything to add? Uh, uh, no, I would say that, yeah, in my opinion, the major advantage is what Pasa mentioned uh, now at the end is that essentially when you approach an FI, that like usually this FI already has an infrastructure and a lot of insights already built in and kind of um, cherry picks what exactly wants to um, benefit from, from our offering. While uh, a new startup, a small startup, can take our product in a more holistic way and build on that in a more cost-efficient way than if they had to do it by themselves. Perfect. No, that makes perfect sense. Um, we talked about this a little bit already, but I'm just curious if we wanted to add on the how this can help our our customers. Customers. So I don't know if we're, you know using that clothing example. If I have my clothing company, which I would never start, by the way. I mean, if you look how I dress, it would be a disaster. Uh, but if I did have that, how might I see the benefits of what we offer to Rails customers as one of Rails customers' customer? bit of a tongue twister there but as a small company or the customer of our customer is benefiting from the existence and the aggregation of the data um, usually financial institutions when they try to lend to a small company um, they would try a more risk averse approach where if they don't have data or previous indicators of how this uh, customer will perform then they will probably go with uh, 
a more uh, strict policy on on its lending um, on its lending policy. But if we are um, providing the data and we're seeing that there are historical indicators that these businesses might perform to a certain level, not necessarily a very good level, but there are indicators they are performing at a certain level, then um, we actually helping the financial institutions to give better terms to these customers and therefore the customers are benefiting from uh, getting uh, financial uh, financial means much more easier um, than they would otherwise. If you have a, a child in front of you, you know, eight or nine years old, and you're like, okay, I'm going to explain this to you, what would you say to them? Uh, just over the weekend, I was I was uh, thinking about um, the the camaraderie and the you know all the uh, the buzz and activity that happens outside uh, of a stadium um, uh, during a baseball game. Uh, you know, imagine that you you sell bottled water, right? And um, you know you're doing well, you're doing well, you're you're selling lots, uh, and 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 um, uh, you're turning your revenue. But now you're out of uh, you're out of product. You're you're out of you've run out of uh, water bottles, right? Um, and um, you know it's it's only midday, and so you have to go out and, and and buy more than what you had previously purchased. But you can't because you just don't have uh, the the free cash flow to do that. And so what you do is uh, you know you, you go to um, you know, a family member or, or a neighbor or what have you, and, and uh, uh, you know, you, you you ask them for a loan, for you know, a small loan, and you know, and they ask you, and, uh, you know, they, they ask, what, what 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 do you need this for? Um, what is this for? And you explain to them, well, you know, I can sell a bottle of water, and it's going really well, and uh, I just I just need to be able to to purchase more so that I can sell more in order to meet my demand, right? Well, you know. They have to now make a determination um, as as to okay, well, <laughs> why you know first of all, um, how can I be sure that you're going to consistently sell uh, if I were to lend you this this capital uh, consistently sell um, um, your your water bottles throughout the season? It's not just about that one day, right? Maybe it was a hot day, and so um, and um, and also they have to. Uh, consider uh, your competition there because you're not also alone uh, on that parking lot. The, the follow-up analogy that I would use is, is very, very simple um, because the ultimate questions you're asking yourself is, okay, well, why was I so successful in, in, in selling as much water as I did um, today? And uh, um, when ordering uh, more water bottles to sell for, say, you know, next year, next, next season, how many should I order in order to uh, maximize uh, my uh, my profit um, and and ultimately you know satisfy uh, the person who's going to loan me this money, right? And so um, the analogy that I've used is very very simple. Uh, only a, a small thing is that uh, what Pasa mentioned about seasonality and trend is that so we will be able to tell to a person um, why it was successful. And we can also be able to tell the person when the success is going to demonstrate itself in the future, at which point in time. So in that example, it would be during hot days, you will see that you probably sell double or triple the amount of bottled water or, or lemonade than you used to sell. And 
this is also an indication that uh, our model also um, approaches seasonality in a in a very serious way because we know that when you try to project something in the future, um, projecting a seasonality is um, is a very complicated matter that it's not necessarily something that uh, you want to um, convey to a person and say, oh, I'm sure that at this point in time you will be successful, but a few months later you won't be. Um, so um, it's, a, it's, it's a complicated matter that we are trying to solve and it seems that we are doing a good job of, of actually uh, pinpointing when a, a company will be successful. So we're, yeah, we're start, it sounds like with my nephew, I'm going to go, okay, we're selling lemonade and water and you're slowly building your uh, consumable liquid empire, which is great. So good news liquid for him. Empire. Yes. <laughs> exactly. How might this like financial forecasting appear for them? And what does, what does that visually look like um, for them to, to, to dive in and, and use it? And, and so from the perspective of the end user logging onto the dashboard, um, what these tools allow that, that user to, to, to accomplish in the short time that they spend on the dashboard is firstly um, to, to get a snapshot um, of uh, the, 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 uh, the, the financial evolution, so to speak, of, of their business. Um, and uh, uh, we have a number of metrics uh, that that, we, that we've, we've tuned um, in order to um, to do just that, um, and uh, you know provide um, a, a sort of a high level um, uh, sort of, you know a, a high level uh, overview um, of, um, of of that business's financial. And then, and then in, in addition to that, um, uh, we have. The, the the projections um, that um, that we were talking about earlier uh, the the, uh, the the forecasting of the financial statements uh, um, onto their own and that is you know a little bit more time consuming it's it's a little bit more involved and and so um, so the other thing that the uh, benefit um, delivered um, to our end user um, is that um, uh, is, is that is that we're, we're able to make something that would have otherwise been very messy and time consuming um, and deliver to them in a, in a in a very cohesive visually appealing consistent and and standardized way uh, that they can easily understand that an accountant can easily understand you know you, you, you don't have to be a quant you don't have to be a data scientist uh, you know you don't you don't have to have a, a degree in computer science uh, you can you can use the tools, uh, the visualization, um, and and the the uh, the, the standardization um, of these reports that we provide to you, um, you know, as an accountant, as a business owner, to uh, you know very quickly walk away um, with um, uh, you know some 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 important um, action items. I would say that uh, our dashboard does a great. Uh way with, um, let's say, the readability of the data. Uh, so people of uh, every background can read them and people that are more specialized can get the insights that they really want. That's great. So we, you know, basically we're taking a lot of very complex 
data and information and and doing a great job of simplifying that in a visual way for businesses and decision makers to to make the right decision yeah exactly thanks so much for for joining us today on uh, uh beyond the data episode two and I, I appreciate both of your time and and uh hope we can chat again soon thank you for having us thank you for having us Thanks for joining us again on Beyond the Data. I learned a lot again this week. I hope you did too. We have more episodes coming up in season one, so I hope you'll join me in this adventure that we're on in the next episode. If you'd like to learn more in the meantime, please head over to landing.rails.ai slash podcast beyond the data. I know, I know the URL's a bit of a mouthful. You can also join us on social at LinkedIn or Twitter, or hey, head over to rails.ai and read up on all the cool stuff we're doing there too. We will see you next time.